0: Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. Welcome to another episode of the Mania podcast, the NXT TakeOver 25 review. I am joined by Garth and by Chris. I'll start with you, Garth. How are you?
1: Good, good, good. Knackered as usual, but ready to talk about some good wrestling.
0: Some good wrestling? Intriguing. Chris, how are you? Not good. Like, it's it's weird. If I'm on
2: Tinder for, like, a week and, like, solidly use it, some random person will shout at me for not believing in star signs and, like, literally just go, oh, you're one of them. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean I'm one of them? I'm like, a cynic. I'm like, for fuck's sake.
0: You know what, Chris, man? Other people, when you ask them if they're all right, do you know, like, Garth, like, he's well pissed off with his neighbor for digging holes in their garden at 5 a.m., but does he mention it? No! Just, just.
2: <sighs> do you want me an honest answer, or do you want me to bullshit like everyone else in everyone's life?
0: Do you want to hear why? It's good. Why? Go for it. Oh God, he's opened a beer. This must be terrifying.
2: <laughs> he's turning into old man Gar. <laughs> oh God, opening his new castle Brown.
0: I'm genuinely in my head at the moment. He is on his, <laughs> he is on his porch with a rocking chair and a shotgun. <sighs> That's like not a, a skirt, um, Garth. That's a sawn off shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> go on, Garth. Why are you angry with your neighbour? Tell the tell the good audience no of Podmania.
1: Because <laughs> some people don't think that five o'clock in the mornings too early to start fucking digging up their garden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Anyway. Go on. Anyway, let's talk wrestling. <laughs> no, I, I kind of want to know, do you know why he was digging holes at 5am?
2: Absolutely no idea. Is a really big fan of the movie Holes, starring Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> The a movie <laughs> A movie I have seen. Like the fucking Burbs or something?
0: <laughs> I've not seen that. <laughs> so, before Garth literally gives himself an aneurysm, um, let's talk wrestling. Um, now, this is the 25th iteration of NXT TakeOver, and I do, obviously, this is the entire focus of today's podcast and we're not going to do news but there is something that broke today um actually yesterday so broke this morning i don't know if any of you've seen this but the current all japan pro wrestling uh, junior heavyweight champion uh died today um it was Atoshi. i'm really sorry if i mispronounced the name at sushi aoki uh, died at the age of 41 today after he lost control of his motorbike and crashed into the wall of an expressway. All um, Japan have obviously vacated the title. Um, but yeah, awful, awful news coming out of the wrestling community. It seems like every time we do a podcast at the moment, we're having to open it with the death of a wrestler. Um, but yeah, I just... This isn't even... This is obviously like a freak accident. Yeah, completely, completely. And it, it's such a shame... Obviously, when anyone dies, but to die, you know, while whilst you are a champion in such a, in such a random way, you know, a way that you know he was probably just going out, didn't think anything of it, and he's just lost control of his bike. Apparently, it's not being treated as suspicious; yeah. just lost control of it. Awful, awful news, and obviously, we
2: we we could all die at any time, and it's terrifying.
0: It is. It is. Um if <laughs> the roads, folk. Yeah, uh, Podmania guys, don't forget to subscribe. Um, <laughs> But yeah, obviously, ticket or it. I'll take it. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but obviously, yeah on on the last serious note, our thoughts, prayers go out with go out to his family, his friends, and anyone else who's been affected by that. Absolutely awful at sushi aoki. Unfortunately, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, NXT Takeover 25. Now, there's been considering this was an NXT Takeover that was without a parent Big Five pay per view from the WWE. This was sort of signaled out as a big show. Possibly the biggest show in NXT history. After all, it is the 25th iteration. And we've come to expect a certain standard in our NXT takeovers. And we, when we looked at the cards and ran it down, we were like, this this has the potential to be fucking amazing. Um, now, on Twitter, um, there was a lot of very, very, very outspoken people saying this was um, everything from the best takeover ever to absolutely shitting on Double or Nothing, you know, all manner of positivity towards this show. I have seen the odd person say it's sort of underwhelmed, but just before we go through it match by match, Chris, what were your thoughts on this show?
2: I think I'm the person you saw saying it was underwhelming. (laughs) <laughs> like everything was consistently really like above average but at the same time with the exception of the main event nothing delivered to the point where I thought it was everything had sort of either down points or like never have a potential to have up points to begin with gonna um <laughs> yeah um it like I it's the first takeover in a while I've watched in bits just cause like I wasn't excited like on a high after every match like it's not it's not really fair to it like it's as good as any like 2016 2017 takeover where it's like one amazing match and the rest like really solid stuff but you know
0: you're absolutely right though Chris we have been spoiled entirely by the by I the mean, performances of Takeover yeah exactly the last one was absolutely stellar um garth what about you
1: i enjoyed it i thought it was um it, it was a show where because normally in the takeover shows you have sort of peaks and troughs it's
0: mm-hmm. a
1: show that just sort of had a steady sort of stream of really good matches nothing was too bad nothing really sort of was amazing I, I mean spoiler but I think this uh, the Gargano Cole match was the weakest of the ones have had oh, but two they've had Ooh. yeah I mean I, I still really enjoyed it but I think that. Uh,
0: two out of three was, yeah. Okay, interesting Phenomenal. takes. Interesting yeah, talking takes.
2: talking there, like he's about to get annihilated on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> that was the voice of "Please don't hurt
0: me, Internet." Come at me, Internet. Come at me. <laughs> Come at him, Finn Balor. Yeah, at Garthamania guys on Twitter. <laughs> I should say
2: overall, I think this is the weakest takeover of this year so far out of what the three or four before we've had.
0: Uh, yes, I agree with you. That um, there the hasn't been a takeover in a while where one match has been the standout. Um and you look at this card and again, like I've already said, there was nothing inherently bad. That you know, all of the in ring competition was absolutely outstanding. You know, nothing wrong. It's something just felt lacking. And the big thing that felt to me, aside from the crowd, and trust me, we'll get into that in a minute, um, was the stage and the set. It felt it was, so it was a well
2: it was not. Right, but as supposed Normally, this for SmackDown set, that the use. So I'm like, I'm glad it's different. But at the same time, we didn't try.
0: No, it <laughs> like literally felt like nice exactly. It was literally like they forgot that. Oh shit, we've done the matches. I knew there was something. It's like that one thing that people forget at the end of a wedding. So oh shit, I knew I'd forgotten something. And you know, it looks like oh, shit. something just, blue bollock. Just put, so- just get put something minions. on the screen. <laughs> just get something on the screen and. And then you got the Is horrible headshots if... on the side that they literally just pulled from the yeah, WWE not... website.
2: It's not as bad as um when Jim Cornette came back to TNA and they had the fuck this company face up on
0: his Titan shot. <laughs> I, I don't know, it just it felt it didn't f- it didn't have that oomph that I expected like, said, the 25th. They had the
2: same They had the same thing at the UK takeover, but like that was the first like UK takeover. So I've had to enforce that, that this was a takeover kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But we'll write it down match by match. Uh, on the pre show, um, we had Keith Lee who defeated Kona Reeves and Mai Yim defeated Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair clearly is really going in on the whole defeated angle now. Apparently, everyone can beat her. Uh, but we opened up with Garth's favourite, Matt Riddle, defeating Roderick Strong uh, after 40 minutes and 45 seconds. Now, I'll start with Garth, because I know how much he loves his him some Riddle. Um, opinion? Go on, opinions, I man.
1: I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, I don't mind Riddle. I don't... In-ring, can... it's clear to see that he's very good. It's just the gimmick I don't get. But then it's him, so I guess but um I liked the sort of back and forth because this although sort of uh Roderick Strong lost, it made him look like a star again. Yeah. Um and it looked like it was literally to the wire. Um but what I I thought I know, like we're gonna probably back on the crowd a bit, but I thought the crowd were really good in this one because they were back and forth, sort of undisputed. Let's go, broadly undisputed, and that that was a theme throughout the night, which I enjoyed. Uh, the sort of back and forth between the crowd um, and the fucking shots, those hard shots on the ropes that um, s- strong dished out. Holy shit! Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. Um, one sort of downer on the whole thing, and it's on Matt Riddle, really. That broad formation bro looks shite. It's just a crap submission move. It shouldn't be a finisher. But that was a good match.
2: <laughs> Chris? Um, I enjoyed it. Like This it felt like a bowler match in terms of the back and forth that was there, and it was really good. Like I forgot how good Strong was because really, as long as he's been on NXT, he hasn't got to show what you can do. Like, he kind of got to show it against Hideo once and 2 or 5 of life if about it. Like, he's sort of been under the radar. Like, even his feud with Bobby Roode was a bit underwhelming, because yeah, and I'm just really glad to see Roddy coming out. Um, Unfortunately, he was never going to win this. So he won dropping out Riddle to take over, take over in a row, but um, it's, it's a really good back and forth that at the end of the day meant nothing.
0: I agree. I think this is probably matt riddle's best match and i think that is a lot on roderick strong i like the way that roderick strong was seen as a very cynical heel you know he targeted the back of matt riddle and what i thought matt riddle did very well was and it's something that is so underrated in wrestling the more roderick strong targeted the back the slower matt riddle performed He wasn't still hitting the ropes at a ridiculous pace and throwing knees. He was noticeably slower. It was taking him time to get up. It was taking him time to transition into moves. And even though it was only a subtle thing, and I know that obviously Roderick Strong is, you know, the messiah of the backbreaker or whatever his whole, you know, his nickname is. I thought that worked really, really well. It Just constantly focusing on the back. And I thought it worked really well. Matt Riddle, for what it's worth, like I said, I think this is his best takeover match. By a distance, really. And I thought... Yeah, he looked like a star, the crowd were really into Riddle, which is excellent, and I agree, Roderick Strong is probably out of the four, well not even probably, out of the four members of Undisputed Era, he's the one that's overlooked the most, so it's good to see him given the opportunity to shine on his own, so that people remember, fuck, actually, Roderick Strong, a really good fucking competitor. And it's a shame that people forget that. But when you're in a stable with three of the most charismatic men in the you know in the WWE at the moment, it's very difficult to shy- outshine them. Um, Al- go on, Chris.
2: Um, Dave Meltzer actually said um, that he thinks Roderick Strong and Sami Zayn are the strongest overall workers WWE has.
0: <laughs> I would say in ring he's been the best member of the Undisputed Era. In ring, mm. charisma wise, no, not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah,
2: because I I, I think Kyle O'Reilly's more charismatic than Adam Cole, but that's just me.
0: I think it's between those two, but I even think Bobby Fish has got more charisma than Roddy Strong.
2: But Bobby Fish can't throw up the gang sign. It's actually quite funny. He's like, he's like a dad who just can't bring himself to do it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to point that out at the start of the next match. Um, but yeah, this match as a whole, what are we thinking star ratings, guys? It's...
2: Eight. I've gone
0: seven. Seven. Uh, I'm going eight.
2: I also understand Gaff just knocks stuff up. Gaff knocks stuff off when it's someone he doesn't like. Oh. No. You've admitted <laughs> this. I never I never even done a Shawn
0: Michaels match. You've admitted this.
2: That's <laughs> different. He screwed brat. Right. <laughs> right, <the screwed> right.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I'm giving it an eight as well. Um for all the reasons I outlined. Best riddle match. Um making of a star. Um Roderick Strong. Excellent in ring. There was a couple of botchy moments. I agree with you, Garth. That submission or the bro mission, really, really shit move. And I hate the fact that, apart from the floating bro, which is a great move name, I will stand <laughs> by that point. But I do agree with you the fact that every bro, what
2: about bro to sleep?
0: The bro to sleep is also very good. But putting bro like, at the I start of like everything that. is yeah, no. I
2: think was, I think at one point you were bro on you.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ!
1: Can we? F- First or meant quote the next match mention the fucking advert they've been whoring out oh, about yes. the WrestleMania equivalent from Jedi.
2: Oh, they've changed it from Yes um, I noticed this as well, to, Chris. Be, this is gonna be better than WrestleMania. Yes. It's gonna be this is better than WrestleMania now. It's, it's gonna be better to or equivalent to WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> it and is greater than like, or equal to.
2: <laughs> like I I saw they saw the card of like, uh like we have Shane McMahon
0: versus fucking Roman on here. Like, oh. You're gonna say road
2: dog <laughs>
0: <laughs> The match to see who was the, the real club. biggest dog. Um
2: yeah. a really big Sunday night heat fans in Jella.
0: It it's ju- it looks an appalling card. I mean I'm not watching it on you know I, for moral reasons. No mind because you see, the card shite.
2: I think for loser I think the loser of Goldberg and Taker should have to kiss a man and get stoned.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> I think you're highly unlikely to find them doing that, but yeah, why should not? Be,
1: should have to kiss, should have to kiss some museum, but, but it's,
2: it's by the way, by the way, very, very quickly. Um, happy pride month, everyone.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Happy pride month, everyone. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to overrule Garth, uh, cause I've got a feeling he's probably going to get his own way on a couple of these. So I'm pulling rank <laughs>
2: cause, cause otherwise he'll take his ball and go home.
0: Yes, he will. He will <laughs> like, proper kick off.
1: Oh
2: yeah, let's go and watch some Brett matches. That's <laughs> <laughs> does does the thing there, Sam whether Sammy
0: just gone off oh, technical masterclass. Oh the Tommy five Tommy McGee. Oh the five moves <laughs> of doom. Oh um so Oh people think Cena's is good. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Brett, don't tease me. <laughs> Uh, he's going to snap in a minute. He's going to prop us now. We're going to hear him. He's going to pretend it's him opening a beer, and it's not. It's going to be his head exploding. Um, <laughs> we're going to move on okay. now to the NXT Tag Team Championship ladder match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships, obviously vacated for the war, for, uh, by the War Raiders, um, who have done, gone on to do absolutely stellar work on WWE Raw, he says sarcastically. They weren't on this week. Um, and this sort of... Wait, s- weren't they? No, they were I what don't the I don't believe they were on now.
2: Why do you take things away from us
1: if you're not going to use them? I haven't been on for like two or three weeks. Why
2: I hate ever I hate life.
0: I mean to be fair, neither is Alistair Black. Nope. What he, I
2: I can't EC I... three has.
0: That is true. EC <laughs> three has got had more screen time in the last couple of weeks than he's ever had before. It's been fantastic. <laughs>
2: He very clearly wants to die, though. They're
0: yeah, just getting drunk
2: in the background.
0: I think it's a sad state of affairs when the two most over things on Raw at the moment are R-Truth and Bray Wyatt.
2: I know, when Bray Wyatt's over, that's a really sad state of affairs.
0: You cannot tell me that those skits aren't the best thing you've ever fucking seen.
2: No, no that's, here's the thing. If you go back to when these skits first started, before it was like the Funhouse and it was just him with Sock puppets. And I was going, watch this be the best thing in wrestling in four weeks. And then it became the best thing in wrestling within four weeks. Can we just talk for a
0: minute about Huskus the Pig?
2: Like, I'm not saying that I'm a prophet, but like, I look like a prophet. (laughs) A street prophet. Segway. (laughs) Segway.
0: I love that. And we had street prophets defeat the team of Only Larkin and Danny Birch the Undisputed Era team of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish and the Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler in 21 minutes and 30 oh, I seconds. They went, exactly. And this, by the way, Street Profits debut NXT TakeOver. Now, for me, there's a couple of things I want to point out before I hand over to Chris to get his view on this match. The first thing, Jesus Christ, Montez Ford looks like a champion. He's just—you look, I think—and this is nothing against Angelo Dawkins whatsoever, but Montez Ford is le- not since the Rockers has there been such a Shawn Michaels and a Marty <laughs> Giannetti of a team. I mean, Montez Ford. You know when? You know an end game. Go on. You know an end.
2: You know an end game when you had fucking Captain America next to four. It's that.
0: Yeah, it is one hundred percent. Montez Ford isn't absolute beast and they both look like an absolute million bucks from the moment they stepped into the ring second thing going off what chris mentioned earlier bobby fish had to physically look at kylo O'Reilly to actually just double check how to do the undisputed era hand thing he sort of looked at him and went right yep, got it okay i'm on it got it brilliant he had been injured for a while so he's probably forgot. He has probably forgotten which is which is sad. A, he,
2: he's been back for six months.
0: It's a very difficult hand gesture, Chris. Um Taking some
2: hand gestures.
0: Ooh. Um, and finally, <laughs> uh, the Forgotten Sons. Garth, I'm going to start with you because I'll yep. flip over to Chris for his review of the match in a moment. But what is your opinion on the Forgotten Sons?
1: Well, it's in the name really, isn't it? They were just a group of people who weren't really doing much. I mean, Blake had been the, the the champion in the previous life. Um, and to be fair, to give him his props, he took some fucking bumps in this match.
0: He did, yeah. And
1: he he threw himself around like like nobody's business. But the were they were just there to fill the numbers, I think. <clears throat> and yeah. obviously, to get Gunnar over or whatever he's called,
0: Jackson Ryker. Jackson Ryker. Yeah. Um. I'm going to come on to that because I have got a fucking rant and a half for that for that point. Uh, Chris, overall, this match, feelings, thoughts, best moments, what do you think?
2: Oh, very quick, so Forgotten Sons. Um, so I think I'm the only one here who watches NXT week to week when he can. Yeah. And um, Forgotten Sons actually have been getting a mini push. Like, they were in the finals of the Dusty Classic, but they're shit. <laughs> like, they're not all that great. Like, they're an, definitely an old-school NXT tag team of, they're going to throw you on for six minutes at the beginning, and like, you'll do fine for the spots you've been given. And, no, they should not be in the title picture. <laughs> they should, Um, But, overall, I really did enjoy this match. Um, Street Profits are, like, one of my favourite teams in NXT right now. I, I didn't pick them in predictions, because I thought it was going to be, like, an undisputed shutout, basically. But, like, I, I'm i very happy that their champions. Just... Holy shit. And everyone bumped like a fucking boss in this match. Like no one didn't try, and it's very unfortunate of this is the forgotten sons trying. <laughs> but um the Kyle Riley took some fucking abuse in this match. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> like Jesus and f- afterwards. I think and, and in, in Kayfabe, he's just <clears throat> back from the fucking Progress Super Strong style, so like not not the best time for him. And um Bobby Fish also took a lot of abuse. Um some of the some of the bumps only Larkin took like um I think I think it was Montez Ford who missed the fucking dive because um one of the fucking forgotten sons wasn't in the right fucking place. Jackson Rice was <laughs> too far back. And it's like oh, so it was gun it's like, damn it, Gunner, you have just... been around for fucking years.
1: He did a he did an undertaker, didn't he? He just <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think as well, it's not fucking montez ford's fault it's your it's fucking it's Riker's fault uh Riker's fault it's his job to fucking catch him it's absolutely ridiculous and like he should not be a, he should not have had control for what felt like five minutes in the middle of that match it was awful although the ending though was great where fucking um montez ford springboards onto the ladder punches down wesley blake and takes the title so that was a that was a hype finish
0: I agree Everybody with everything match. you've said. I, I agree with everything you've said, Chris. Absolutely everything. Um I thought everyone bumped hey. fantastically. I thought Kyle O'Reilly was unbelievable the spot, you know, even the accidental bumps he took when um Only looking and Danny Birch suplexed Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler, who had the ladder on their heads, and they su- <laughs> German suplexed and the ladder came flying off and you see it smash into Kyle O'Reilly's back. He then obviously has to roll out, but then there was that spot. But halfway through the match, where the ladders were just up against the ropes, and literally everyone was double teaming someone onto those ladders, we had uh, Montez Ford leapfrogging over the top of Angelo Dawkins onto Kylo Riley. We'd got drop kicks onto it. We, I haven't seen that much violence with a ladder in, an, in WWE in ages. It's just something to jump off. But seriously, in Is this d- match, it was used as a weapon. And it was such a better match for it. I thought only Lorcan and Danny Birch. The thing, the thing is, right? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into this now. The, the, you look at the undisputed ear and the street Profits. They were your MVPs of this match. Only Lorcan and Danny Birch were fantastic and will remain to be fantastic because they found their niche. They're just hard bastards who will literally take as much shit as they can before they dish out even more shit, especially Danny Birch, Fucking hell, he's a hard bastard.
2: Who who earned a ton of respect um, for each other through like a best of seven they had ages ago, which everyone seems to fucking forget because about him, the only fucker who watches weekly
0: NXT. <laughs> Agreed. Um, but The problem was the Forgotten Sons, they haven't got a thing. They were very much yeah. overshadowed by everyone else vacuums. in this match. They are.
2: But then they're a bunch of Baron Carbons.
0: <laughs> they are. They're the three borsmen. Um and <laughs> the whole match, which was heading for nine stars, and I think we've all said this, ground to a halt when Jackson Riker came out. Because then the entire match and the entire flow of the match had to stop so that Jackson Ryker could defeat every single person of every other tag team. And it just felt so stilted and so jarring. It felt like
2: Garth was booking.
0: It did feel like Garth was booking. TNA. And it was just, it, I don't know, it, just, it, it ruined that portion of the match. And don't get me wrong, they did get it back. Obviously, that finish was fantastic. Can we talk for a minute about that spear that Angelo Dawkins delivered through the ladder? Fucking hell! Yeah, that was a great spear. <laughs> Take note, Roman Reigns. And I then... don't want to see. And
2: I don't want to. I don't want to see anyone defending Edge's spear after that spear.
0: No, I don't <laughs> it was think a anyone does. Gore that Angelo Dawkins gave. But then, as well, not just the the springboard from Montez Ford onto the ladder to knock, I think Wesley Blake off the top of the punch. But that moment, just that fleeting moment where he stares at him with wide eyes as though to go, fucking hell. (laughs) I did it. We could win this. And then just (laughs) the look of sheer, that was non-scripted joy. Those two I, winning. Oh
2: fuck I haven't had a shit in three days. Fucking finally.
0: It was it was just <laughs> the most excitement in a face. And then when they celebrated in the crowd, it was just it was a wonderful moment. And they feel like champions. I think it was the right result. Yeah. Really, really good match. Just a shame that it lost a bit of momentum in the middle with Jackson Riker. Garth, what do you think?
1: I love I love the uh, the spot with um <clears throat> where all o- O'Reilly was sort of pole bombed into the ladder and Bobby Fish was on the ladder, and then he fucking fell on top of him. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh. It's like a double bump. and you're like, oof, that looked pretty painful. And the bit with um, O'Reilly giving the figure four through the ladder, that looked pretty cool. Um, just th- to be honest, I think this is my favorite match of the night because it was just exciting. It was just fun. It was exciting, and everyone got their shit in. Everyone, I mean, even the Forgotten Sons came out of this looking better than they are. Yes, yeah, they did because the because of the bump in that they did.
2: Do fair uh, the the bar for the forgotten sons? I'm that high, like I have a higher bar than for forgotten sons. I am the bar. I still, think
1: the, I still think, the, uh, I still think the, the, the 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 gave as good as they got. Uh, nobody sort of shirked their duties in the match. Like seems to happen in some of these matches. No, um, they, but I they... definitely think Lasna.
0: Yeah. They did go missing for a large portion of this match. Let's let's not forget that there was a large portion, especially when Jackson Riker came in, where they just sat on the outside, and it was like
1: yeah, he, I didn't. You could see that, that him. That was fucking hard cam as well. That was one bit as well where I thought, why are they doing this though? Why, why not just do that after the match? Exactly. Exactly. He didn't cost anybody the match, really. Like I could understand if he'd done it, and then the Forgotten Sons had won. But it just didn't seem to, like you say, killed it. But I still enjoyed it. It was still a fun ladder match. Like they always do. They always have good ladder matches. They take do. note. WWE.
0: Exactly. Now,
2: uh, Ooh, do you know um, a quick re- bit of Wesley Blake trivia? Um, he is married to um tough enough winner Sarah Lynn. There you go. You nice. Yeah.
1: Well played. What, what are our ratings then?
2: Um, Sarah Lynn out of ten. <laughs> I'd give it eight. So yes, I will win out of ten. I've, I've gone
0: yeah. eight. Brilliant. Eight. Um, just uh, getting back to that Jackson Raker thing and how God, like you said, that you don't really understand why they've done it, and I agree with you. It, it stilted the entire flow of the match, but. It sort of reminded me of TLC2 at WrestleMania 17, where you'd got <laughs> Rhino and Spike Dudley and Lita, who all came down during the match.
2: Who were all over, though.
0: Yeah, th- that's what I was going to say. These three people, it wasn't focused on them. They did one move and fucked off, or they did one move and yeah. got put through a fucking table. Okay? That was the yeah. thing here. Too but much the great focus was put in that on him. Match.
2: There's a great call in that match where um, Lisa pulled down that edge and she was like, Lisa... And Jay was like, Lisa jerked F edge off, dot, 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 oh the ladder.
0: Oh, God. Foreshadowing. 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 Um, I'll talk about this point here. I know it was uh, later on in the night, but with this being NXT 25, I think all of us were expecting at least someone... In the crowd, you know, uh, a signing or, you know, a big name. No, no. No, we had Steph McMahon, um, who it, was in uh, there. Excuse
2: me, Stephanie McMahon has created women.
0: She has, that is true. She is the Eve to Triple H's Adam. Um, But <laughs> it was the most awkward segment in the world for several reasons, and I'd like to list these reasons for you now. The first one is... Awesome. Uh, uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> The first one, I don't know if any of you noticed who was two seats down from Stephanie McMahon, but it was um, Adam Rose's girlfriend, uh, Britt Baker, who recently won a match in Double or Nothing. Wait, was that?
2: I never saw that. I I saw Stephanie McMahon came on the screen and stopped paying attention.
0: (laughs) No, she She sort of gingerly looking over and clapping. (laughs) Yeah, looking very, very awkward. It was hilarious. Um, She, it was awkward because she didn't know what to do. She said NXT once. She needs to learn how to smile. I think that's a main thing. She doesn't smile naturally. It's all teeth, and her mouth doesn't seem to open. It's not a smile. It's as though someone has said, will you bite down on this?
2: Okay, corporate smile?
0: It's it's a smile that hides... Bite down
2: on this, you're going to have a long night.
0: Yeah, it's sort of the face of someone who has... a A face that's been used to shouting and being angry. A lot and has forgotten her muscles have forgotten how to smile. And then it was even more awkward because what was behind her Garth?
2: Macho Man.
0: Macho Man. Macho Man Randy Savage. Now, if you haven't hey, heard she, the rumour. She's
2: the Macho Man being behind him.
0: Whoa. Nice. Good wordplay. Punnage. Punnage,, <laughs> Um, but didn't see it coming. Literally. Um <laughs> and she then seemingly like a rabbit stuck in the headlights, sort of did this, hey, and did two thumbs to the guy behind her, going, these guys. And it was like, are you aware of what he's wearing, Steph? Are you are you trying to be funny? I, I, uh, it was just, it was the most awkward. It, there was no point to it. There was no need for it. It was just a case of, look, we have a Steph. And she couldn't look more out of place if she tried. You're a McMahon. Yeah. Fuck off out of NXT. I don't know, like, because,
1: what do you think
2: babies Show, between. Shawn Michaels looked
1: a bit fucking awkward as well.
0: Say again.
1: What with... Shawn Michaels looked a bit awkward. Yeah, but it's Shawn Michaels.
0: At least what... it's Shawn Michaels.
2: What do you think babies um, of Steph and Matchman would look like?
0: Um... Uh, um...
2: <laughs> like, I feel like Matchman's children would just come out the womb, like, doing the 12 thing in glasses. <laughs> just comes out do, How are you
0: doing it's like play <laughs> the entrance that's a good match i can't do impressions <laughs> um it was just it was very very strange uh very strange. not as strange as the announcement later on but we'll we'll get on to that in a moment because that brings us on to <laughs> the match i was probably most looking forward to And it was the NXT North American Championship match between the current champion, Velveteen Dream, who defeated the returning Tyler Breeze in 16 minutes and 50 seconds. Now, for me, this was the match I was most looking forward to, as I've just said. I always look forward to Velveteen Dream matches. He's still one of the most charismatic individuals in the entire company. His moveset, constantly impresses and he impresses in every match he's been. Tyler Breeze completely forgotten on the main roster despite being really, really good in the ring. Genuinely, really, really good. And I just expected it, um, fireworks. Find out more,
2: uh, more about that on the NXT retrospective.
0: Exactly. That you can find on podmania.co.uk Bob's um, not on it so, it's, so like you should listen to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's because it's just Chris, unadulterated. Um, and this disappointed a little bit I'm not gonna lie. Um I just I felt like yeah, I was...
2: has, not, has not worked a more than five minute tag match in the last like six years so.
0: Even so, it felt I don't know, it felt slow. I thought the ending was stupid. Um it yeah. felt yeah. very rushed. It felt very rushed. I mean,
2: Garth, what was your Can I rant on about this ending?
0: In right. a minute. In a minute, wait your <laughs> fucking turn.
1: I enjoyed it. I thought it was a solid match. I thought it was a nice to see Tyler Breeze <laughs> once. Um obviously Dream came down it stole the limelight immediately. Um I thought the video package was really really good as well.
0: Fantastic, yeah.
2: The video package was amazing.
1: Yeah. Um I mean for all the matches but like this one especially sort of totally set the scene. Um and you forget how much of a big deal Tyler Breeze was in NXT.
2: Um, oh, he was there like nearly, man.
1: Yeah, that's what I-, I mean. And then they the, the sent him up and did shite all, but I enjoyed it. I thought there was a amazing bit where he uh, sort of took the gloves off and threw them at Tyler Breeze. Yeah. And Mauro says, "Can you feel the glove tonight?" And honestly, yeah, <laughs> almost spot me drink. <laughs>
2: Pyro has not inc- Oh, he's had great calls.
1: I just thought it was so good. Um, I just love it. And what I love about um, the dream is, is charisma. But you can tell he's for every match. It's like for every match he's changed his move set. And they always seem to incorporate sort of winks and nods to old wrestlers. Like yeah. he was doing. He was doing like Chris Joke was lion salt.
0: Yeah, which um, you've never seen before and
1: stuff like that. And I it was just—I just, I thought it was a good match. I thought there was some good um, sort of bits where um, Dream sort of did a really good um, what do you call it, like a transition into his sort of semi-finisher. Would you say like a setup move um, where he sort of did a like an elbow and then Dream Valley Driver. Yeah, ruled him straight up into that. I thought that was excellent. And I think that's the sort of stuff that we need to see more of from him. Cause it seems quite because of the character he is, he'll do a move and then pause, and then move, then pause, and it breaks the matchup. Then when he gets going he's you can tell he's actually really, really good, but it's his character and that's I sort of sort of go with it. But I thought Tyler Bree's got a lot in this seat as well. He looked really sort of sharp and considering he hasn't had any matches. Um I wasn't sure what was going on with the bit where he's bloody bleeding from his ear. It's like, shit. I
2: think he just got clapped. Yeah,
1: it was just fucking burst eardrum or something. Um, and I thought Tyler Breeze work, worked the sort of body part. He worked his knee quite well. Um, and the selling was really good. I thought it was good. The ending was a bit rushed and abrupt. But other than that, I thought it was like a
0: solid, solid match. Chris, I know you're dying to say something.
2: Does Tyler Breeze not know you can break up the fucking count? Does he not know if you go back outside the 10 count restart? Does Aww, he
0: not fucking know that? That didn't make sense to me either. Yeah.
2: Like, don't call it out. <sighs> don't call out, man. I'm fine, go fucking outside, you fucking idiot.
0: And the, fa- the fact as well that it was such a nonsensical call and it led literally to the end of the match. It was the ending of the match. At the-
2: At the very least, three people had to sign off on this finish. Mm -hmm. Dream, Breeze, and whoever the fucking agent was would have to sign off on that finish. That agent should be fucking fired. Jesus Christ. That is such a fundamental lack of wrestling knowledge and it's really ruined the match for me. I'm not gonna lie. Because I actually quite enjoyed it up until then. I'm massive. I love Breeze. He's such a daddy. But Oh my god, just that finish really ruined it for me. And a lot like everything Gaff said was good, was really good. Um, but neither men are like stellar, like workers in the same vein as like a Gagana or a Cole or a no, Ricochet I think, I or think whatever. Dream,
1: I think Dream is very much like a, a
2: character. He's a, yeah, he is a he's, which is which is absolutely fine. Any Gives back and that's got him in his niche, and it's a really good niche to be filling. Like, we've seen Dream can have great matches. Look at his match with Riddle, um, his match with Champa, which I think we gave a nine, um, mm-hmm. which finally sort of broke that eight out of ten ceiling. The Dream had like he's he's really good. The problem was, these two didn't exactly jow. but the side they did enjoy a lot of it. Like, Dream, um, Breeze did bump like a boss to Breeze, mm-hmm. and vice versa, but also that fucking. But ending—it's probably the worst ending to a major match this year. That's not main roster because I don't watch much main roster. I was just
0: going to say, did you not watch the Money in the Bank ladder match?
2: Right, right. At that point, I was drunk and I loved the finish. I've, we've been over this.
0: Um, I'm with you, Chris. I think it was—it was a shoddy finish, and I think it wasn't helped either by the fact that Dream got the belt on the outside, and Tyler Breeze pulled the belt off Velveteen Dream. Now, this in that entire section is sort of supposed to be like a, oh, the referee hasn't seen it, turns around, sees Breeze with the belt and takes the belt off him. That's the distraction. But the referee watched the entire fucking thing. So he knows Tyler Breeze isn't going to hit Velveteen Dream with the belt because he's just seen Tyler Breeze take the belt off Velveteen Dream. So what? Why? Why did that need to be a thing? And you know, it, oh, it just it it infuriated me that bit, and then coupled with the fact that Tyler Breeze, despite having been in NXT on the main roster and is now back in NXT, doesn't know that you can break the count. It just it was a very shoddy, very quick finish that I don't feel like it needed to be that quick, especially as the match after this only went twelve minutes. Um, all that aside, I thought the match was. Good, it just wasn't the match I expected it to be it wasn't um, the the hyped match that I expected it to be and on top of that as well I thought you, Garth you're absolutely right Velveteen Dream saw the spotlight the moment he came in because he's just that damn good but there was li- Tyler Breeze's music hit no reaction whatsoever from the crowd literally nothing
2: it's because mm. it's quite a selfie stick
0: do you know what I don't care it's a gimmick it's tyler breeze he, the man he's is amazing he's that he is nxt short of sammy Zayn, he's mr nxt so I, I i don't understand there was just lots of little things that irked me about this match um Kudos to the commentary team, though. For Garth, you mentioned the bloody ear. Uh, Kudos if that was on the fly for Mauro Ranallo saying about how that could affect his equilibrium and stuff. And every time Bree sort of stumbled, he was like, that must be that ear again. So fair play for doing that on the fly. I am going to give it a seven. Uh, Garth?
2: Yeah, I've gone seven, yeah. i
0: six, I'm not going to argue Okay, yeah, for the sake of one point, that's that's fair enough. Something I wanted to ask you two Especially as well. Especially since
2: I feel we're going to be arguing a lot for Dominion. Uh,
0: yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick question to you both. Um, obviously, the commentary team has now changed, which I'm sure Chris is extremely happy about. No more Percy Watson. Um, somehow worse. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. We'd got, obviously, Mara Ranallo, Nigel McGuinness, and Beth. Phoenix. I'm going to start with you, Garth. What was your opinion of Beth Phoenix on commentary?
1: Hit and miss. Um, sometimes she sold it well from like a in-ring point of view when she was sort of like when she's describing what the moves can do to your body or how how you how you react after taking a move. But then other times it felt she was totally fumbling in the dark. Whereas Nigel McGuinness just is on point every time. (laughs) She's all right.
0: I I don't know. I'm with you 100%. I felt like she was constantly fumbling in the dark for something to say. I felt like even when she was fed lines, it was very stuttering. And you know what? A lot of this could come down to nerves because this was her first takeover. This could be nerves. But it felt like... I know, but not to this extent. Not you know. She's done. I know she did Evolution. And I know she's, she's done, done the
2: Rumble.
0: Not the entire thing, though. This yeah. was her first. She's doing back to back matches, and takeovers are a big thing. So, uh, putting it down to nerves, fair enough. But she added, for me personally, even when she was trying to sell moves, it didn't sound sincere. It didn't sound genuine, and I just felt like it was constantly. Forced, Chris. It was like Wrestle Kingdom nine, or was it Wrestle Kingdom ten, where they had Yoshi Tatsu With... on um, commentary.
2: Uh, it's, it's not as
0: bad as that. That's it's how not, it felt. Yoshi's... Yoshi Tatsu can barely speak English. Well, it's points. It didn't feel like Beth Phoenix. Could. Like it
2: would, li- like literally, they would, they would just go round to Yoshi Tatsu. Like Yoshi Tatsu, what do you think of um, what Ishi and Yano have been doing? Fuck Bullet Club. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, no, it, like, I, I, it's not fair to say she's worse than Percy, because, like, Percy would actively make moments worse. Like, she didn't actively make anything worse. Like, in that respect, she's fine. But also, she should stop trying to call moves, like, because she doesn't know the name of any of them. Like, until she's become acquainted. Like, she called a dragon screw, uh, um, DDT to the, to the knee, and I'm like, oh, oh, I know it's a small thing, but, like, if you're going to call the moves, know not the name of the fucking moves.
0: If um, your whole shtick is on commentary that you are an in-ring performer, you need to at least mm. be able to call some of the moves. I agree with you. I agree. Yeah, uh,
2: but I feel she can get better with time. She's no Regal. I miss Regal. Bring back Regal. <laughs> but oh, Even Matt Bloom. I miss Matt Bloom. He was great Jim Bailey's entrance, shouting at Alex Riley, asking for a hug. It was amazing. But, yeah, I'm going to give her a couple more takeovers before I say she should do something else, but I hope it is down to nerves, and she's not. Although, given her Hall of Fame speech, which is still fucking going on, I don't quite trust her.
0: It was just a lack of emotion in her voice. Nothing seemed genuine. Again, we're going to put it down to nerves. That's absolutely fine. Give her a couple of takeovers, see how she goes. I still think two-man booths are underrated. I don't know what the fascination is with having three-man booths. I I miss two-man booths, but don't have Kevin Kelly in it. I just... Looking at takeovers from look at since since Percy Watson was part of the commentary Mm -hmm. team, he added nothing. Beth Phoenix on Saturday added nothing. It was all and and got to the point where I just I wasn't listening to her anymore. I was listening solely to Mauro and Nigel McGuinness. Because they have such amazing chemistry. They just everything was so just emotional. Nigel McGuinness was so insightful and Mara was just he was just a box of, you know, box of frogs. He was bonkers and I love it. And I don't know. I I don't feel like you need to add another factor into that mix. And that might just be me. That might just be me, and people might say, You're an idiot. Of course we need three man booths. We need a we need a colour commentator to balance that out. All I'm gonna Nigel's say a is color. Well, all I'm gonna say is it worked for decades when it was just Jim Ross and um, Jerry the King Lawler. That's all i goes to we
2: don't want these announcers, despite the fact we're not very good, to go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, but even I so, think that's Chris, what a lot of it is. It's just, uh, uh, and it's like, look at WrestleMania, when at one point we've got four people on commentary. What the fuck is the <laughs> point in that? Yeah, could, I, Cause we've got to get
2: everyone on. To be fair, they were very smart at WrestleMania for only having Booker for having Bucket T on on the thirty um, second match, and then it's like, okay, bye Booker, <laughs>
0: bye. Just very very bizarre. Um, now, <laughs> Oh, I've been looking forward to doing the review of this match. Uh, we then moved on to the semi main event, which was the NXT Women's Championship match, with the champion Shayna Baszler continuing her run of dominance, defeating Ayosha Rai. In twelve minutes and fifteen seconds. Now, Chris, I don't know if you read Garth's message in the group, the one that said, "Oh, oh he, my-
2: has, he he has feelings. He has he has tea about this match."
0: Honestly, when you get a text off Garth that says, "I am ready to boil some fucking piss about this women's match," you strap in for a ride. So
2: it's quite funny because yesterday he was just like, "Have you watched it yet?" I have fought and take over. And Rob was like, "I haven't seen it yet. Are you angry?" I was like, is that just what. It's our relationship with Garth is now."
1: I'm the angry man.
2: Yeah, it's like you're. It's like, oh, Garth wants to talk about something. He must have
0: hated it. <laughs> so, go on, Crit. Go on, Garth. <laughs> go on. Wait. So let's get one thing clear. It's not the actual match.
1: Oh, I just got There's a match. So- sorry. The match was all right. Um, I quite enjoyed it, but I like Baszler. Uh, Shirai was good. She's obviously she's coming with quite a high pedigree anyway. Um, is this her first title match?
2: No, she was in the third of her way.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I, th- I still think Baszler being the champion's the right choice. I think she just needs to keep it until she's ready to move up now. Um, but that aside, I think it made Shirai look strong. Um Basil pretty much just scraped through. What what sort of knocked us was so the, the book in Shirai is this ultimate baby face. And Basil is this badass, really horrible sort of heel. And then what happens at the end? Shirai beats the living shit out of her with Chairs and sticks and I have pretty much cripples are. and I was like, "That was fucking dog shit." So she is now the heel, right? Am I right? No, not quite. Shry is the heel. She's no, just done I a heel turn.
2: I, I wouldn't say quite, but I have thought.
1: And then, is it because of jealousy? Because she lost the match, fair and square? Not quite. Uh, so, but I was just thinking, that's that's dog shit booking, and then the fucking fans, honestly. When uh she in a business line like like, you deserve it, you deserve it. I was like, Oh fuck off marks. She- Honestly, I just thought you fucking bunch of pricks. Like she did like she won the match pretty much fair and square, other than obviously our mates coming down. <laughs> but uh, they didn't even get involved in the match because it got taken out. So now nah, I thought that the end like the match itself was fine, the ending was fine. That bit afterwards was like it was like it was like a piece of DLC that they tacked on at the end it was up the dog shit, and to me now, Leah Shry uh, looks like the fucking bad guy, because she's a dummy. Yeah. 7 out of on- <laughs> 10.
2: Go on then, Chris. Right, okay, so first of all, like, Shirei fucking hates Shayna in NXT. I mean, she basically murdered Kyrie Sane in front of her. It was awful. It was like the Mouth Game of Thrones, which I haven't watched, to be fair. But um, I think that's what snapped her, was seeing shit like that, because Shayna's been kayfabe injuring people all year, like she did it to, to Kai, also yeah. in front of Ayo Shirai, so like, sort um, Shayna has been slowly breaking um, Shirai all fucking yeah. so I think that's why she snapped, in also frustration, but it doesn't I don't think it necessarily makes her a bad guy, um, snapping after losing a title match, we've seen people turn face after snapping at a title match, Becky Lynch, but, yeah, I, I don't think i, I think, I it, think just cla- it clashes totally with what they try to sell us as i guess but a, i'm sure i can uh, work heel she worked heel in stardom and in lucha underground i don't mind it like if that's what they're doing fair enough but then but also i have thoughts on shana i don't agree with you with shana think because here's the thing shana is really good but she's not great like she can't she's the only amazing matches she's had while on main roster the role on NXT rather is with Carrie, who's gone. Like she doesn't seem to gel with anyone else. Um, you can you can argue Bianca, but like other than that, like do you remember? Did did you even remember she had a match with Nikki Cross?
1: I think that's, that's why I like it, though. That's why I I like her because she,
2: does... she doesn't do memorable matches. It's like you think must be have... must be perhaps she doesn't have a hey. <laughs> um,
1: she it's not it's not traditionally great matches. It's. That's like saying, a, I, it's, it's like a UFC thing. It's it's getting she's, she's a get beast out. conqueror she, she's Yeah, a, she's a bully, um, and she doesn't
2: play by the rules. That's a decent enough dynamic. The problem was they've already had the big dethroning of Shayna, and like ben, now it's back on her, and it's less. It's like Brock Lesnar's second title reign. It's not as big now when someone that's, beats uh, her. I think that's the only
1: that's the one big sort of caveat to it all is that the the break.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, if they Honestly, kept us strong all that way, and then let her go. I would be with you to that point because, like, I was I was one until Dominion, where I thought, "Okay, I was, it was good keeping Okada champion." I'm not happy now he's champion again because it's just going to be another long run, and people are going to get bored of it. So she's had two long runs, and it's sort of a case of, "All right, we if I you should have made this one, or you should have wrapped wrapped up the story now." Like, it's not as like we've already done this with Asuka. Uh, so I think it's one of the poor booking mistakes. I think like, I wasn't into this match because the feud was amazing despite the fact there were some good things. Again, she basically murdered Kairi Sane in front of, front of her. I like what they did again with the video package where they kind of highlighted that they've they've got previous, mm-hmm. even before NXT. Yeah, they did do some matches in stardom. Uh, I did, this is obviously leading to a, some sort of no disqualification step at um, Brooklyn or something, but yeah, I really I'm I'm really kinda of, she hasn't been out the title picture for about two years now and it's sort of it's starting to get great it's starting to get grading, if I'm being completely honest.
1: That's what I think it's now that um now Rhonda's gone. I think she needs to step up and take that sort of I
2: I don't think they can but like I think they only booked Rhonda the way she did because of her name value. I don't think Vince would know what to do with Shayna Baszler. Vince is the problem, as Moxie said. Yeah, but we're not getting into. We'll be here for hours, Gaff.
0: <laughs> I, um, I take points from both of you, um, but and prediction. I just think that I don't know. It seemed like this was a very Shana match, um, and we spent a lot of time trying to navigate our way into Shayna's spots. Um, that fucking arm stamp, which just, it it seems to be very, very contrived. Now, it was shocking when it first happened. Now, it's just contrived happening in every single fucking match, especially if it's not going to be used as a finish because Io Shirai then moonsaulted with a fucking chair, so it obviously didn't hurt that much. um. I, I understand that obviously Io Shirai isn't the heel, it is still Shayna, because it, if it was if it was going to be a face turn, that is the most ill-advised face turn in the history of the world, because why on earth would you make Shayna Baszler a face? Look at the fucking face on her.
2: They uh, listened to Garth's opinions on this podcast, and they were like, okay, this guy really likes it. He gets wrestling.
0: And I, I don't mean that as in her attractiveness or looks. I mean, she has got such a good resting bitch face. Like you look at her and you think she is plotting five different ways to kill me and wear my skin. Yeah. Why, why the fuck it's would the you turn it's that Minoru face? Suzuki effect. It is the Minoru Suzuki effect. Um, it was, it was a so so match. It was another match where I wanted to see so much more. I think EO is such a good wrestler. I, just, you know, she's but she's very much a, a high spot sort of wrestler. Shayna Baszler obviously is, and she's a very ground and pound sort of wrestler with her MMA, MMA background. I just don't think their styles mesh that well. And even though Io is one of my favorite wrestlers in NXT, I think Shayna had better chemistry with Bianca Belair than she did with Io Shirai. And I don't like Bianca Belair.
1: It was, I think, yeah, I think this was one where it was definitely a case of. Styles clashing, and sometimes that works and
2: sometimes it doesn't. I think their next match will be better.
0: Yeah, I think it's, if it's you not... saw it
2: with you saw it with Carrie and Shayna. Like it took a while for them to click, but when they clicked, it was great.
0: Yeah, true, true. Same with um, Shayna and Ember. I thought... that
2: Ember Shayna and Ember, Ember never had a good fucking match.
0: Their second one wasn't bad. Their second it wasn't, one wasn't It bad. wasn't bad. It was better than the first one, man.
2: Like I know, but like that's like I don't know. Being happy, being served dog food, actually being served dog shit. Just <laughs>
0: <up>. <laughs> your one liners are outstanding, my friend. Um,
2: Someone who
1: doesn't like eat that is punishment. Martinez.
0: Oh, speak of the devil! You know we'd had to <laughs> endure a, a Steph on camera sort of you know wank off exercise. So we also finally got sort of vignettes. Um, advertising the debut of one Punishment Martinez. However, he has been repackaged. He has been repackaged as Damien Priest. Now, I'm going <laughs> to ask... My called Damien, sorry. Is he called Damien Priest? Is your brother Punishment Martinez? No. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, if, if he, he has more charisma than Punishment Martinez. My cat has more charisma than
0: Punishment <laughs> Martinez. Um, My seriously.
2: niece, who is seven, has more charisma than...
0: We could um, spend Punishment literally Martinez. the an hour of this podcast listing things that have got more charisma than Punishment Martinez. The fact remains that he's been repackaged as Damien Priest. Garth, opinion on the name before we go into the just awful follow-up.
1: I, th- I think it's all right. I think Damien Priest's better than Punishment Martinez. What does that even mean? It means... He,
2: he'll punish you when he's also called pa- Martinez.
0: That That's what I got yeah. from it. I'm with you, Garth. Uh, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's all right, Chris. It's
2: all, It's all right. It's not. It's like it's. He's definitely coming off as a Mordecai. So. I was just going to see that. Oh, that was like, God yeah. no. Or Kevin Fawn. more of Kevin Fawn. we are the same person? Say,
0: not but, white. Yeah. Su- not white supremacist Undertaker. Um, KK Undertaker. <laughs> so this this was then followed up with the news that a lot of the new signings that NXT have. <laughs> have bought in, have uh, been repackaged as well. Um, <laughs> Garth, since this was your favourite of news, would you like to describe to the <laughs> lovely ladies and gentlemen at home what the fuck they have decided to call Trevor Lee?
1: Trevor Lee, former Impact star, is now known as Cameron Grimes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he gonna, he's gonna... Get- He's going to come out with Jesse and Fester. Oh, it's
0: just the worst name.
2: He's going to come out to Biscuit and Gravy.
0: It's it so is... boring. Oh, it's the most blank. That is... That's up there with just Bob Smith. It... Oh, God. Cameron This, isn't just a jobber.
2: this is a 2i5 live jobber.
0: I mean, it it'll, it was surprising that Trevor Lee's even going to WWE because all they will do is they'll see that he can do a bit of comedy and that'll be it. Um, but to rename him as something as just absolutely atrocious as that. I mean, WWE haven't done a terrible job of renaming wrestlers in the past. Not a great job. Not not a terrible job. It's always been, you know, better. Um, There's been a wink, wink,
2: nudge, nudge to who we were, well, like Daniel Bryan. Kevin Owens, like things like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's been either that subtle or changes. fucking
0: Eric and Eager. Oh, <laughs> I mean, granted, I thought, recently thought, they haven't done well.
2: Although most of what Trevor Lee did over Super Strong Style was comedy. Like he'd go up to Small um Smallman and ask him to announce him as NXT Superstar Dragon Lee. He'd go up to Ilya Dragon off and go, Look, Ilja, um <laughs> you're we don't need to do this, and spend straight away, Elia would hit a um, Top Edo Moscow and win, and then do him a Wasteman Challenge, which is the best thing Progress does every year. Um, someone says something mean, and he storms off, but has to come back, because there's a match afterwards.
0: <laughs> would you like to know the other six stars that NXT have decided to rename? So, Punishment Martinez has been renamed to Damian Priest, obviously. <laughs> Trevor... Trevor Lee has been renamed to Cameron Grimes. It's just, oh, it's it's the IT consultant at work, it? That's not a wrestler's name. It's the guy you call <laughs> when your computer won't turn on. Um, Eric Bugenhagen, which is already a fantastic name. Why would you change that? Has been renamed to Rick Buges. buges B-U-G-E-Z. Then we've got Luke Menzies has been renamed to Ridge Holland. Okay. <laughs> it's dreadful. I'm sorry, but if there was ever a porn star name, it's Ridge Holland. For fuck's Ridge. sake. Are they just picking out random
2: words from a dictionary? <laughs> it's a, it's his it's his fame to take like, bump, bang, bang.
0: <laughs> and now coming to the ring, Canyon Luxembourg. Um, we've then got Jesse Alaban has been renamed to Jesse Camille, and Adrian Hawade. Day? J-A-O-U-D-E, Hawade, Aude, Jawade, Jowade, Hawade, Harambe. Harambe. Yeah. <laughs> has been renamed to Arturo Ruas, probably because it's easier to say. Um, So, all in all, they are the worst names. I, I mean... It's, it's it's not always because you... it's easy to say. Like, Donovan
2: Dijak became D- Dominic Dijon, but I can't say it. Dijakovic. Um, Don...
0: Yeah. And it's like, that's harder to say. But then when you think Dijak all... was fine.
2: When they go up
1: the main roster, they're going to lose one of those names as well.
0: That's what someone has put. So this is on the four three four on Facebook. These have put on it. And Sean Tannis has commented underneath saying, and soon to be, Damien, Grimes, Bugis, Ridge, Camille, and Arturo. So, yes, well played, sir. You get a
2: like. There's a great thing on Instagram where um, Rusev posted something about the 24-7 rule. Ryback Um, right back, um was like, what do you think of Lars Sullivan? <laughs> Which is a weird thing for right back to fucking ask. And then <laughs> Rusev just went, I oh, was going to be losing one of those names soon. So imagine that, ladies and gentlemen, Lars. <laughs> <laughs> and then and
1: like,
0: Lars Ulrich comes out. <laughs> <laughs> just enter Sandman starts playing. Um, yeah, so, and then before the main event, we had yet another announcement now i would like to give you this piece of news and then give you a follow-up tweet if that is all right because this is just you couldn't ride this shit so basically Mm -hmm. it was tweeted out by several people um that there was going to be a massive announcement regarding nxt uk which sent (laughs) a lot of people on twitter into a Massive spin about how it was going to be the end of NXT UK, which I thought was quite entertaining. Um, but no, they have announced that there is to be a new NXT UK takeover, and it is going to take place in for some strange reason Cardiff. Um, nothing wrong with Cardiff; that's absolutely fine. It is going they to they shoot take... Doctor Who there. They do fantastic. I've been to Cardiff, saw Jimmy at World there. They were fantastic. Really nice place. However, the problem is with Cardiff. Well, there are several reasons, and in just, Wales, yeah. Well, yeah, nothing wrong with Wales. I went to university in Wales. There's a lot to university, Wales. Graduate. It always, always rains The people shag sheep. Dude, you hey. live in
2: Scotland. How can do you shag sheep. Pop- all those people are concentrated in Aberdeen, okay? That's not enough.
0: Dude, you <laughs> live in Scotland. You do not it rains when it's dry. It's the, it's the rainiest place. Hey, I'm in the sunniest place in Scotland. Sunny Dunny. Oh, that's like saying chlamydia is the best of the STIs.
2: <laughs> we're, Honestly,
1: we're slowly slowly burying all of our listeners.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry to any listeners who have STIs.
0: <laughs> I love the fact that yeah. that's our so demographic. Um, I, I don't. STIs,
1: <laughs> Welsh and Scottish. <laughs>
0: I don't hate Wales or Scotland to be perfect. Wales, I went to Union, and Scotland's absolutely fucking beautiful. Anyway, um, so they announced NXT takeover UK Cardiff, there. and it's going to take place on October on uh, August the thirty first. Now, if that date rings a bell for any of you wrestling fans, there are two reasons why that rings a bell. The first is it's the same day as All Out, you know, where All Eat Wrestling that company they're uh, they're trying to you know a start a war come. with, um. Yeah and also it is the same day as the new japan show in london royal quest now <clears throat> also it is at the same time on the same day as the rugby match between wales and ireland in the world cup now for those who are unaware um wales quite big on their rugby so this was put out this is a post from the super j cast uh, which is a fantastic podcast which you'll listen to uh, all about New Japan. Check it out. It's fantastic. So I'm going to read this verbatim. No, oh, you're lying. And then just just sort of digest it and see what you can come up with from here. So Super Jcast. Per our UK sources, WWE had a spy in one of the ticket agencies mandated by the Copper Box Arena, which is where New Japan are running Royal Qu- Quest. New Japan were using for Royal Quest. Saw that New Japan had only sold 2,000 tickets but then didn't realise that they had a second ticket agency and that total sales were 5,000 plus. WWE thought sales were bad, saw money on the table, didn't do the research on competing events, for example, the rugby match, and rushed in. This was in March. Now WWE are facing a situation with twice as many wrestling fans as they thought already committed to going to the New Japan show and hugely inflated Cardiff hotel costs due to Wales versus Ireland World Cup warm-up rugby game, which is at the moment around about £100 per night. This is on top of anyone who is going to watch All Out as opposed to this. Oh my God, how many mistakes can you make in one booking, WWE? I, I I have so many things to
2: say. One, Wales isn't exactly known for its vibrant pro wrestling scene.
0: So it's not like even
2: you're gonna have like the local fans who are gonna go along and fill that arena. Like you could basically put a show on anywhere in England or like in Glasgow and Edinburgh, and reliably it's gonna sell out. Wales is in the piss middle of nowhere. Well, like next to England, it's like the chin of England. Um, it might as well be fucking England. Um, it's just gonna be fucking Bryn from Gavin and Stacey and like a few sheep in the audience, <laughs> and
0: that's basically gonna be it. So we're not going then, Chris. It's-
2: Oh fucking! Why would we go there when there's a New Japan show on at the same time? Why are we not going to the New Japan show? Because I'll because ha- I in August I'll have no fucking money.
0: Oh Garth, you're away on not you also, that day ga- anyway?
2: And also Garth can't Garth can't go, so I don't have a driver and take us down to London. are expensive.
0: Ah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, Next
2: time. Um, but also, I'm not your fucking Virgil. <laughs> you're not my Virgil. You're <laughs> who, who was who who, who was. Like if I'm Hunico, you're Camacho. We're equals <laughs> but also you drive the bike. Uh, <laughs> if this is crime time, um you're Chad, I'm JTG. Uh, like I'm Montez Ford, you're Angelo Dawkins. Except that's mean. That's mean, because I wouldn't want anyone to be Angelo <laughs> Dawkins. Like Montez Ford is far above like those were equals. That was a bad That was a bad gaffe, and I apologize. But <laughs> Please give me a list in the future. But,
1: um, Follow us on there. Uh, Pod, Real podmania.
2: <laughs> get these kind of fans. <laughs> um, but no, like it's not in a vibrant, wrestling place. So you're not going to get anyone in. Like it's in a place that's hard to get to. Inflated prices with a competing show. And like honestly, I, I think all out being the same night wouldn't have hurt it because they're not going to clash in terms of times, are they? Because no. it's in Britain and the other ones in watch Chicago. So like you're going to get out. Go to go to wherever you watch watching no all out like it. It could have helped it because like, because there's nothing great from like live wrestling followed by a pay per <clears> view. But a <throat> great nights out always because like you're drinking from like two in the afternoon It's amazing. But the I,
1: biggest I, thing I... killing it is the fact that there's a major major grudge match in the rugby, and <laughs> yeah. most people in that town at that time are going to be going to the rugby. So nobody from the outside those areas are going to go anywhere near it.
2: Yeah, and if you so. can't
1: be near it, you're not going to go. I just don't see it selling out. I think there's gonna be a lot of free tickets flying around for that one.
2: I see it being cancelled, I see it being moved. Really, yeah, I guess, no, I guess, changing, people... changing the date, yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't know what they could do. Like, there's no, there's no good move they can make here. Like, and it's not helping the NXT UK brand, which, like, it's like, a severely underrated brand, but mostly because the crowd don't know. Like, the crowd will cheer on their local favorites, like me and. Um, Rob saw so, it, so, but when we, we used to review it, we, um, they'd cheer British Strong Style, maybe Joe Coffey, and then, like, the local guy, like, we had Johnny Lyon on or something one time, and he got the biggest pop of the night. But then, you like, for um tapings I went to in Glasgow, Ilya Dragunov uh, made his prize debut, and no one fucking cheered then It's like, this is fucking Ilya Dragunov, and you're not cheering. Like, this man is responsible for the longest... um sustained chant in wrestling history and you're not and you have no clue who he is or like Jazzy Gabbett came out no one cheered. Like we'd only cheer either the Scottish guys or British strong style. Like and that's the problem NXT that's literally the problem NXT UK has right now where no one's sort of at that level. Like when Travis Banks came out people were chanting cheesy pasta. <clears throat> I'm I'm not joking, but he edited that edited that out from the Joseph Connors um Travis Banks match. But yeah, that's the thing that happened.
0: Yeah, so ultimately, (laughs) (laughs) moving on, uh, ultimately, well done WWE, massive gaffe on your part, and uh, to be perfectly honest, you sort of deserve the fact that you're not going to get any fans uh, there. This led into our main event, which was the match that everyone was looking forward to after their stellar encounter at NXT New York, which was the singles match for the NXT Championship with Adam Cole defeating the champion Johnny Gargano in exactly 32 minutes. Chris, opinions, please.
2: What a map. Jesus. Like, you said it was 10 out of 10, and I was quite tired when you sent it. I hadn't watched the match all that night. I'm like, yeah, sure, 10 out of 10. But I bet, I bet it is after seeing off Bandito um, earlier in the day. But I was like, oh, no, shit. Fucking 10 out of 10. Yeah, fuck. Like, there was no botches. The uh, excitement the level was high. Like, it's for one time, the crowd kind of got off their fucking ass. Like, very quickly. Worst crowd in any takeover ever. I noticed the crowd were actually booing for Johnny Gargano at the beginning. I don't know, but the same thing happened uh, um, New York. People went behind Gagano and then... It's because Cole's so over. But Ooh, I, did, I didn't mention Cole bringing out um, Wrestle and Flow. Yes, I wanted, to, I've wanted him to do something for WWE for ages, and it's great. Do you guys know who he is? No, no idea. idea. Is. I've, sh- I've sent you his, I've sent you his videos before. <laughs> have you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shit, Garth, think he's on to us.
2: I, I, I even sent you a Samoa Joe one because I know Garth likes Samoa
0: Joe. I tailored it to your, to your likes.
1: I didn't know that. I think I might have seen this smoldier one before. I didn't know that was him.
0: Don't lie okay. to make him feel better now. <laughs> You've dubbed yourself in now, Garth. You don't watch anything Chris sends you. You're a horrible twat. You vile person. How dare <laughs> yeah, you?
2: People have done worse to me. Um, Jesus. And Christ. I, I'm nice to Garth because he gives me lifts. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was great seeing him. And you should definitely watch his stuff. Wrestling flow. He's bigger than us, but like, you might not have seen him. He's great. Go go watch him. He also um, collaborated with Megaran, who Rob is a massive fan
0: of. Yes. Massive fan. Massive fan. Massive, massively underrated talent. Um, I'm being sarcastic. I have no idea who he is. He did one song Mag- and it was Mag- shit. He's the guy I know been up by... one
2: Supercard, I know. He, yeah, he's the guy who got beaten up by... Yeah, okay. Um I just thought I just seemed to forgot you just blanked everything to do a bully way so you won out in your mind. But anyway, um <laughs> it was really good, amazing back and forth. Like geez like there was this you can if I didn't already get spoiled because literally Google sent me a notification. I'm like <laughs> By the I, way, Chris. <laughs> no, literally when I miss like a big show, I like I delete Twitter. I like I keep uh, Messenger, because that's how I text people. And I keep WhatsApp, because that's how I keep up with you guys. And you guys don't tend to post spoilers. We have slipped up before, but we're only human. Um, But then we have um, just Google going, hey, hey, Adam Cole won the NXT Championship. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Adam Cole won the NXT Championship. I'm like, thanks, Google. You couldn't have sent me an article that just says NXT results. And I'm just like, no, thanks. I, I, I'm I'm avoiding it. Thank you, Google. But just go, hey Chris, I'm Cole Wombier. It is like <laughs> if you went up to someone after Endgame and not even asking to see Endgame, and go, like, hey, hey, Tony dies and Cap- and Captain America becomes an old man, and also Black Widow dies, and also like, um, Captain Marvel comes down and saves the day. I'm sure that's going to annoy some people because you know she's a woman and we ca- and it's 2019 and apparently that right, doesn't matter apparently. But oh well, fucking fuck you, Google. But, <laughs> no, this was, but but. This was an absolutely amazing match. Like um, the both men doing each other's finishes. Um, I do wish for Canadian Destroyer wasn't a transition move anymore, but then again, that's the world we live in. We can't control everything. But there's some it's, good things. It's happened to the DDT. Happens to them all. I know, but it's like, it's there's some good things in this world. You know, neither Farage gets um, milkshakes thrown at him, but still haven't start, started. Serving milkshake because again at McDonald's in Edinburgh because of that, but okay, yeah, um, yeah like we yeah, still to be placed st- with fucking cyanide or something. <laughs> yeah. but no, this was great. the story on be outside was unbelievable though. Like I did not see that coming.
0: Goth, anything to add?
1: No, I just it was an excellent match. I don't, I didn't, I don't think it's as good as the two out of three, but that was quite a hard act to follow anyway. I
2: think they did get them through
1: on the
2: Like, the two out of three should follow. Yeah,
1: but um, really enjoyed it. Um, There were a couple of little bits, like, it did become a bit of a kick-out orgy at one point.
2: Uh, Nothing wrong with a good kick-out orgy?
1: I just think when you're kicking out other finishes that often, it just dilutes them a lot. Um, but, you know, I'm old school. Uh, I just really sort of enjoyed it. The finish was really good. The crowd were massive into it. The pop at the end was unreal. Um, yeah, excellent match. Um, I, I did put a note on where you had sort of Undisputed Era holding him up. And I had I noticed sort of um, Roderick Strong's like fucking blubbering like a baby. And then you've got Kyle O'Reilly, who's got coal on his back and he's sort of, you can tell every time he walks, he's wincing because his back's absolutely fucked up. <laughs> but Kyle O'Reilly is so committed to the meme. And then you've got Bobby Fish standing there with a fucking sling. <laughs> I'm like, where's that come from?
2: Probably the back. They're just
0: all, all in an absolute mess. It was, it was such a good match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It just Drama, high spots, Canadian destroyers, the joint superkick where they both superkicked each other, just a brilliant, brilliant match. It just, I really enjoyed it. I can't, I can't state it enough.
1: One of one of my favorite things was that uh, I love the the thing that Johnny Gargano does, where he does the kind of sort of springboard through the ropes spear. and He hit that hard. So that was like that was like a rhino spear.
0: <laughs> he does hit it hard. He hits the what's it hard as well the um. DDT the DDT yeah that looked really good again really really good to see that's how you I do it dokey this uh, is
1: this is a match where i haven't wrote a lot of notes because i was watching the match
0: exactly they are the best types of matches because you're so engrossed in the action and mm-hmm. i think as well you mentioned it before when they were announcing the names and they announced adam cole first and just this astronomical pop you know, just two words, bay, bay and just this entire arena absolutely burst into life. And then Gargano's there, the champion, this absolutely just this in ring god, and nothing like booze.
2: And <laughs> it's kind a- of shit to- in general, to be fair. So
0: I-, I think it's partly that. I think it is partly testament to just how fucking good Adam Cole is. That promo he gave on the video package. The really, really impassioned one about how it was his time to be champion. Fucking hell. The man is brilliant. And the longer they keep him on NXT and away from Vince's slimy fucking fingers, the better. Because honestly, I can see him being champion for ages now. Ages.
2: Oh, he's definitely someone who should have a long run. Like, look at him. He's the... He has kept in the RHIO picture so much because he was so good. Like they use try to use Adam Cole to get Taven and Bennett over, and it kind of worked. <laughs> kind of.
0: <laughs> it's you very look-
2: hard to get Canal Canalis over, but oh, well. no, nah, that's true. Maria's tried. Um, I've, I've no. Have you seen his fucking Instagram? He's just like, look, it's wrestling on a wrestling show, and I'm like yeah but like your charisma vacuum pe- and there's no storylines in two or five, so like why should I give a fuck?
0: <laughs> there is that
2: um just... it, he, he posts good photos of his kid bro. kid and what, his family though he's a very cute family man, just stuck having some charisma,
0: and his, also be like
2: a pride hat, that was nice,
0: anyone that's you know struggle with drugs or anything like that. He's also very, very, very supportive of that. So, oh, all, all in all, a very, oh, very nice gentleman.
2: Uh, I know he, se- he seems like a lovely bloke. His wife is a bit of a cow. I
0: don't yes. think. I don't think his wife's a cow. I think his wife is just very into his wife. Um, which is, you know, a shame, really.
2: Um, uh, oh, have you seen? She was like, um, the contracts up in three weeks. I'm like, who the fuck's hiring you? <laughs> yeah, but
1: it turned out it was like the fucking internet or something, wasn't it?
2: Uh, it was all the now, work, wasn't it? It was all a work, but it's sort of like, in real life, who were, even in kayfabe, who the fuck's gunning after Maria Kanellis?
0: New Japan did for a while.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, Carl Anderson needed someone to do comedy spots with.
0: Oh yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, this match, then. Are we what calling it...
2: Any- <laughs>
0: <laughs> now that we've talked about Maria Kanellis... More than we ever should down, on any podcast. Put it
1: down too, too many levels.
0: Go on, Garth.
2: Yeah, We've we went down more levels.
1: I've gone nine. Okay. Very, A very high nine.
0: Chris? I'm um, ten. Absolutely a ten. I'm giving it a ten as well. So with Garth's high nine, that does make it a ten. So, all in all... Going back and looking at these matches, Riddle versus Strong gets an 8. The ladder match for the NXT tag titles gets an 8. Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze gets a 7. The women's match gets a 7 as well. And then the main event, another 10. So that is 10-star matches between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Please check out all our star ratings. They can be found at www.podmania.co.uk. So I think it's harsh to say this was a one-match takeover. But it sort
2: of was compared to other takeovers. It's a, like, look, look at what Brooklyn. You had like three matches that could easily be match of the night. Look at um, War Games, where any match could easily be match of the night. It's just, it's it changes. It like it's considering like one match is very clearly match of the night, and it wasn't because it was a stellar match. It's white fact it was, and it, it was because like other ones were a bit down. Like, cause we it also didn't feel like a normal takeover because the structure was changed. Like the tag titles didn't open things up, which hasn't been a thing in a which has been like the standard thing for takeover for like a year and a half now.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it would have been a different show if the tag titles had opened it up and sort of. Well, when 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 uh, Shot the system kicked in, I was like, oh, they are kicking it off with the tag titles, and then Roddy Strong came out. I was like, oh, that's an interesting decision, but. Nevertheless, nevertheless, still a really, really good show. Um, Nowhere near as good as Double or Nothing in my eyes. Um, The main event was absolutely outstanding. Ladder match, really, really good. Save for that Jackson Riker bullshit. Riddle versus Strong again, really good match, and the Velveteen Dream and winning match. Was a strong showing. It was a strong showing. Good. Your your punnage is coming on so well. I'm so proud of you. I'm so (laughs) proud of you. Um, and then the Velveteen Dream no and the women's matches were very sort of just slightly underwhelming. We had more qualms with that. And that is our NXT uh, TakeOver review done and dusted. Before we go, well, ladies and gentlemen, just a couple of programming notes. So, at the weekend on Saturday, Chris will be returning with his NXT TakeOver retrospective. Chris, what episode is this now and who are you with? It's
2: Fatal Far Away and it's with Someone you definitely don't know. It's just my friend. It's my it's my friend, Jen.
0: Okay, well that should be. I interesting.
2: gave her, I gave I gave her a David Sire intro, which she confused her a lot because she doesn't watch wrestling.
0: <laughs> well, it confuses us, and we do. So that should be entertaining. Uh, please go and check that out. That'll be up on Saturday. Uh, obviously, we have got New Japan's biggest show of the summer with Dominion. Our review of that will be up on Tuesday, and then Chris and Garth will be doing a one-off to Wait, go no, over I'm- Impact. What, 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 about,
2: what? What about Super Juniors? Super
0: Juniors. On Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, I knew there was another show I'd forgotten. On Thursday, me and Chris will be back <laughs> to review the best of Super Juniors final, um, which, again, should be an absolutely fantastic show and should shape the Dominion oh, card think. for Sunday. Should be fantastic. The last three matches are great. Oh, they are. Absolutely, absolutely. Ooh, I heck. believe we've got, well, we've got the best of the Super Juniors fan. I'm not going to spoil it in case you haven't got that far yet. Uh, um, we also
2: have White versus Tanner and Markley versus Juice.
0: Yeah, exactly. Going to be absolutely outstanding. Um, in the meantime, ladies also and tai gentlemen. Also Tai on the card. In, in which case, definitely tune in. Tai Chi. <laughs> More Tai Chi. Um, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, the make tai sure Chi you over. subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can subscribe on any podcast podcasting platform anywhere we are there even the ones we don't mean to be on like spotify for example we are there somehow we don't know how but please go and check us out you can check us out on youtube at at Real that's the same for instagram as well you can find us on facebook and on twitter at at Podmania. garth where can they find you on twitter you
1: can find me
0: at, at garthamania chris at candy chris 97 that's a lovely twitter handle i'm really proud of it i like it it a lot it's
2: really it's really nice it's really nice isn't it it's like really wholesome
0: (laughs) yes i love it i love it a lot and you can find me at at real rob goodwin thank you so much for listening guys and we'll be back on thursday with the best of the super juniors and we'll talk to you guys again then you've been listening to the Podmania pro wrestling podcast follow us on twitter at podmania facebook at podmania podcasts and youtube and instagram at real podmania and check out the website podmania.co.uk until next time wrestling fans